Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Hi everyone, this is Lily. Guess what? I've started a classy, sexy, and very sensual OnlyFans page, and I'd love for you to come visit my site. What will you see? For years, you've heard Kyle and I talk about our lifestyle, that we are naturists who also swing, and we've also done a lot of photo shoots. Well, I've modeled a lot, mostly for Kyle. My work has been varied. Some of my favorite shoots have been very sexy pinup sets that remind me of the old 1940s pinup calendars. You know, corsets and sailor girl outfits, just to name a few. I've also done several nude sets from very artistic to very sexual and sensual. Have you seen the cover of Kyle's book, My Bound Valentine? That's me, wrapped up in a rope with all the good parts covered. That was a long set we did with many, um less covered, and much more revealing photos. Those and more will be on my OnlyFans page. What else? I've also done videos reviewing adult sex toys and Kyle's books. In fact, I have a lot of bedtime stories I've read wearing nothing but sheer lingerie. I plan on doing several more bedtime stories, maybe topless. Would that keep you up at night? Finally, I've been doing some workout selfies and videos, A few of those have been topless. Look for them soon. The best thing? I have a lot of free content I'm going to share. Right now, it's free to subscribe to the site. You just have to pay for the nudes. So come check out my OnlyFans page. Just click the link in the podcast description. Hey, everyone. This is Kyle Cannon, and we may, may actually have a Lily hearing tonight. Um, As you know, for most of the year, her schedule has been absolutely nightmarish. I think she's done about a handful of the podcasts with me, but um, she did want to poke her head in because we have a uh, returning guest, an author who we can call a friend. Um, We've talked to him several times, uh, Friends Online, and uh, he writes some really exquisite hot wife stories. And um, just excellent erotica that builds characters. So uh, let's welcome back uh, Sean Geist to the program. And Sean, you've been on before, but do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and who you are and why they should read your stuff? Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate all the, the glowing uh, criticism because that's, that, <laughs> that makes me feel good. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's good to know that people are enjoying what I'm reading. 
Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've been writing erotica for, I want to say, wow, almost 10 years. Um, I started with a cheating wife story that developed into polyamory and, and, uh, and that just got me started into hot wife and, and cuckolding. Um, and that's, that's mainly what I write just because that's what I, it, what's, it's what excites me. Um, so, um, and you know, I guess there's a few people that like what I write. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would say writing for about 10 years, I would say more than a few based on, um, all I see on medium and your other followers. So, uh, kudos on that for sure. Well, Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, I took a little time off, uh, uh, I was writing mostly books and then medium came around and that really sparked an interest in me to get back into writing. I think I took like over the, you know, over the COVID pandemic, it was, it, it was hard to, to, to write just because I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote, I wrote, I think one, sto- one, one story um, during the pandemic. And I, I mean, I think it's one of my best, but it was still only one over a, like a couple year period. Um, but then I found a medium and just being able, I, I write and I enjoy getting it out there. I enjoy having somebody read it and getting some response. So it's tough writing a book because you're writing for, you know, at least I was writing for months at a time and you don't get yeah. any feedback and that's tough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the, uh, the first erotica I wrote were novels and it was, it, I, I realized that after the fact that, um, I may get good responses to them, but, um, that I, I needed that immediate feedback or more immediate feedback than, you know, to sit down and write for three or four months and then, not hear anything about it 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 just it it didn't motivate me absolutely it's yeah my first i mean i don't like i got the first book written because as i was writing it i wasn't really i was just going for an end and i wasn't i didn't know what it you know was gonna be like selling it and and then i finished it and i formatted it and i put it out and it got a lot of really good response um so you know, once I got response, it was definitely a book that was, there was a cliffhanger ending and it's like, well, well, Sean, you, you, you've got to write the next one <laughs> because <laughs> people are going to want it. Um, so that was, that was fun. But yeah, ever since then, it, it it's when I'm writing, I love writing, but it's, it, it was, it was motivating myself to sit down and start writing. That yeah. was the most difficult thing. Um, but yeah, once I started started writing, I could go for hours without even thinking about it. Um, and again, I think it was because that, you know, you write so many words and you don't get the feedback. And that helps motivate me. So that's why I can write a couple thousand words uh, for a medium story and put it out there. And the next day I can start getting feedback. Um, and it just so I can write, you know, shorter pieces and then put those together uh, mm-hmm. 
first story that I can publish. Um, and that's, well, so that's, that's made it, that's motivated me. And I was going to say for our listeners, um, we're both in the same group, ache group. And I would say you're one of the the biggies in that group, but um, I'm, I'm just amazed at how much you are able to produce and put out there that it's of a, a really high quality. So it's, it's good stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, again, it just, I, it's, I mean, it's, I, I enjoy writing it. So that's kind of the key is you, you really have to, at least for me, you have to enjoy what you're writing. Um, and if you don't, then, you know, you may not be any good at it. I don't know. Um, I, or it comes yeah. through if you're, if you're not into what you're writing about, I do think that that sends that, that lays a tone in whatever you're putting on down. I'm, I was going to say on paper, but on the screen, I, I think it comes through if you're not enjoying what you're writing. Yeah. I think you can like some, like, you know, I'll read things on medium and, you know, there are stories when I read them and it's like, this is very good. This, this person, this, the, the author really either, you know, knows what they're writing. They really like what they're doing. And then there's sometimes where I'll read stuff and it just seems like, this is like a rehashing of what's what they've probably written before and they're, they're the uh, there's not uh there's not an emotion in it um because to me the i mean i enjoy writing sex i enjoy reading about the sex but i also want to know the emotion behind it and the the motivating you know what you know the the mental enjoyment as well as the physical enjoyment so I know we've, and it's a great segue for what I was going to ask you. We've talked about this before, your your motivation for writing. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what motivates you and um, how, how you first got started with writing erotica? Well, I mean, I've enjoyed writing from like, like, like college. I took writing classes. Uh, I minored in English. Um, I've al I've always enjoyed just putting story ideas down, and and uh, you know I I wrote a lot of short stories, and I submitted them to publications, and was never accepted. Um, I think, but I mean, it never. Uh, I was never. It never got me down. Mm -hmm. I always just kept writing and kept. Uh, kept producing stories even if they never got written and I've got notebooks full of stuff that you know sometimes I'll go back and I'll I'll, I'll rework some things I've taken some old stories that I wrote and, and made series of them on, on Medium um, but it's just I like um, I like building different worlds I and I just you know it, it's hard to describe uh, because I, I mean, when I create these characters, I, you know, uh, I don't become them, but I can feel for, I feel for them, you know, I'm in yeah. their heads, <laughs> um, which is, which is, and the amazing thing is when you're writing something and this is again, why I do it is sometimes the characters or something will come to you while you're writing that you think, oh, the character wants to do this, and it's you hadn't planned it, 
Uh, and that's that that's an epiphany and that and you know when that happens i really one of my favorite parts of writing is uh discovering something that you hadn't planned um it's so much fun when that can happen and and i've heard that from many other authors too that um when they write that way to to discover that their characters have actually come to life in their own heads yeah i mean I know it's I know it's just in my head, but yeah, it, it is almost as if they they are their own, you know, uh, creature, and mm -hmm. you're just you're just uh, telling their story to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, because again, a lot of my stories are first person, so you know, I am that character. You know, while I'm writing it, I am that character, and I try to write what I feel that character or what I would do in that situation. Um, which is why when something happens that, wow, I, I don't know if I'd do that, but this character would. So um. <laughs> it's kind of fun to be able to sit back and scratch your head and go, well, now, why did that character I'm writing actually do that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that, again, that's, that's part of the enjoyment of writing is, is discovering Mm -hmm. uh, these things that uh that you make up it's yeah it's uh it's great do you do you think think your characters are a reflection of who you are um do they i i know when i write it's hard for me to not write characters that i can associate with and and that like you were saying, would do things that I would do, or they're, I'm having them do things that I think about doing. Um, so I would say for myself, my characters are a reflection of who I am. Do you feel like th that is true of your characters? I want to say partially. Because I know, I mean, again, some of the, some of these characters act in ways that I would not act. Um, just for the purpose of the plot. Um, but I do have to believe that they, they are acting at, you know, realistically or right. how that person would, would act. Right. That's uh, always reading stories like that where, where unless I'm reading something fantasy or, or far out there, um, I want the characters to behave and act in a way that is reasonable, that, that is reasonable, that you would expect people to act. Yes, ab absolutely. And because um, like, I'm always trying to, like when I'm writing a story, especially about, uh, you know, a hot wife situation or, or a man watching his wife with another man, I always I always try to give an explanation why he's enjoying it. Um, there has to be uh, some sort of reason for it because it is, it does seem counterintuitive to how society tells us this should be, or, you know, how human nature is um, that to me, I need to, I need to get in and explore why is this person doing it and kind of what they're thinking at the time that it's happening so I, I without giving away stories and stuff like that what what do you what do you think is i i feel like hot wifing is becoming 
is coming out a little bit more. Uh, I I mean, we're we're hearing and seeing about it more, but why do you think that it is enjoyed by so many men? Oh, I mean that that's tough to answer. Yeah. Um, but I I think it's I mean it seems like it's it's new, but it's it's not because um, like I know like girl you know not growing up but you know when i was in college i would read penthouse letters and Mm -hmm. the i mean the the wife watching letters the wife sharing letters were always the hottest ones at least to Mm me um and they did you know they had special every every november i believe was the wife watching special edition that all of the stories were about that um so I think it's kind of always been there um, just because it's, it's taboo. It's yeah. It's probably because it's so, you know, the, the term cuckold comes, goes back to Shakespeare's time. So it's uh, I think, you know, people when they're in public say, Oh, you know, they make fun of the cuckold, but I, I still think they, that, you know, a lot of people, it does, it does arouse them to think about. Um, maybe they would never do it, or, or you know, but they would. They still enjoy reading about it. Uh, yeah, I I would agree, and I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot with that. <laughs> but oh no, no problem. Let me do it. I want to answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I I would agree with you. It, it's a subject that's fascinated me um, for years now. That it things that you were just saying, it is so popular and yet um, for people to read it and it has been a popular genre for a while, for a long while. Um, but in public, I have, I have a, people will, I will would, do what you said and, and like, oh no, I, you know, no. Yeah, I think, and I think it's um, partially people can read it for different reasons. Like there are some people that can read it uh and they they uh put themselves in the place of of the husband whose wife is is either cheating or or he's sharing with another man but i think sometimes you know they they read it from the viewpoint of the um of the uh the lover who mm-hmm. who is you know taking another man's woman and they so you know Two people could read the same story uh, and get two different feelings out of it. So that's kind of that could also be why it's so popular. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating. So uh, for our listeners, I was talking to Sean uh, before we started about there. There's several seem uh, you know we didn't talk BDSM, but we were talking about hot wifing cuckoldry and and something that i'm going to say is new but it's been around for a while um the the whole the concept of free use so before we get into maybe talking more about those in detail i i was curious which of those 3 do you prefer to write about i think i i mean my favorite stories are the one are the cuckold stories. Um, I, I like when I'm reading, you know, erotica, I like to read about women who 
who take control of their own sexuality and their own desires. Um, so even if they're married, you know, I mean, women, just like men, you know, even if they're married, you know, are, you know, they're not blind, you know, they, they still see other men and they, you know, men who look and act different than their husbands. Um, and, you know, they may fantasize about that. Um, and sometimes they, 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 you know, cheat, <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and that's always that kind of, uh, story is my favorite, I think. And, um, I think my favorite to write, not necessarily the cheating part, but, you know, a, you know, a wife who says, you know, let's try this kind of thing. Uh, I just, mm -hmm. um, I've got, in fact, here's a good segue. Um, I've got a new collection of, of short stories I wrote for medium where it's a, a wife leading their husband, uh, into, uh, enjoying watching them with other men. Uh, and it, so it, I mean, it, it, it works out for me, you know, again, different readers will get different things out of it, but, um, but yeah, that's my favorite kind of story. So you consider those more hot wife or cuckoldry stories? I mean, they're, they're pro more cuckold than hot wife. Cause I, I think a lot of people say that the hot wife, uh, genre is, you know, it's a husband who's instigating it. Mm -hmm. So it's the husband who gets his, you know, tells his wife, Hey, do you want to try this? Um, whereas I think cuckold is more, uh, a husband who's, whose wife is leading it for you right. know, either again, either cheating or kind of, uh, uh seducing him into, mm -hmm letting her you know, sleep with other men. I guess my, my twist with, with hot wife where I tend to take it in my stories is that the, the couple is entering it willingly and you know, the, but the husband enjoys watching the wife. So there's, there's not that element of the, the BDS, the, the humiliation part that may come in with cuckolding, but I've read so many different, hot wife stories that they all approach it differently. And that's something that I love about uh, the genre that we, we, we write in is that you can take a concept like cuckoldry and have an argument about whether or not you're being true to what is cuckoldry, but still write a really good story. Oh, ab absolutely. And the, the thing is though, you do have to be careful because you know, there are certain readers who, mm -hmm. you know, they will, they really like a good hot wife story, but, you know, if there's any hint of humiliation, if there's any, if there's any hint of cheating by the wife, then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's horrid. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> they, you know, they can really turn on you if you don't, it's almost like if you don't give them exactly what they want, they, they get mad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. So um, we we were, uh, as I led into this, we were talking about um, uh, free use, which is, I think, a genre becoming more popular right now. Um, how how do you perceive free use stories? Again, I think 
because when I first started seeing it, I wasn't sure what it was. I mean, because it seems to me like, oh, that's Hot Wife, but I guess it's very, um, I guess it's just, it's hard to describe. It's just like a, basically a certain situation where a mainly it's usually the woman, uh, the wife or the girlfriend, or just a woman who, who says, you know, for this period of time, I'm open for anything. And right. she agrees, she agrees to not turn down, uh, any man, uh, or maybe woman who, who wants to have sex with her in any variety. Um, and it, and it can be, it can be pretty arousing. Um, I enjoy it again from a, from a, you know, a husband, wife, uh, perspective just because that's what I enjoy reading. But I know that there are some people who, who just like, it's a single woman who decides that, you know, she's tired of relationships and she just wants a lot of sex and, you know, opens herself up to this. Um, so yeah, it's, no, I was just going to say, uh, Lily uh, narrated a story for a, another author months ago that was free use, and it was basically the female roommate, male female roommate, and they, he kind of stumbled into her naked and vice versa. And it was a good, well-written story and interesting premise. And really the first time I'd paid much attention to free use, but um, because I had I had always perceived it as a twist off of um, hot wifing, like like you were kind of discussing there, but this was a whole new take that it you know it could just be single people where the girl decides she's just gonna have give give up her sex life for, to the whims of the guy or guys that she's with. Yeah, and I mean it is tricky though because. You know, it it does it can border on you know non consent. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know a lot of times writers are very explicit in that. You know, it's usually from the woman's point of view, and she's very explicit in her enjoyment of what is happening. It's like, right? Oh, I'm trying to do dishes, but my husband has to have me now, so he bends me over the sink. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. and she really gets to enjoy it. And sometimes, you know, they, they do a lot of, there's a lot of edging, a lot of, yeah. you know, not allowing the woman to, to, to have an orgasm and how they get off on that. And I don't, I mean, again, different kinks for different people. And I know a lot of people like that and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I agree with what you just said. It's something Lily and I have said often on the show that um, uh, her her favorite expression is uh, we don't yuck anybody's yum. Um, but you 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 find what you like and you don't doesn't mean you have to engage in things that you you don't like. Um, I think for, for me, you, you were talking about consent. That's a big thing for me is making sure that consent has been established and you know, I, I have, I'm in the middle of writing a free use story right now that I, I'm making sure that 
I, for me, the concept is the woman agrees to giving her, giving up her control to the guy. So it, there's an element of BDSM to it, I think. Oh, absolutely. That's in fact, that's kind of what, when I first heard of it, a lot of times it was, you know, a free use and the woman usually is, you know, she may be tied up and left, you know, and, you know, diff, you know, a group of men will come and, and take advantage of her. And so that's kind of a part of the BDSM or the, uh, or a gangbang type situation, just kind of more explicit in its, um, and again, you know, some people fantasize about things they would never do in real life. Um, right. I know, I, I know there are some women who, who have fantasies about, you know, being taken against their will, who would absolutely not want that in real life, but you know, who fantasize about it, you know, there's, and there's nothing wrong with having a fantasy about it and, and reading about it and enjoying that. That's that, I mean, it's, it's a safe way to enjoy something that would be definitely could be, you know, scary or life-threatening um, uh, in real in reality. Um, that's the great thing about erotica or porn for that matter is it allows people to have an avenue to explore those things with, you know, in a safe environment, I guess, and, you know, in the safety of your own room, in your home alone, you know, you can read these things and, you know, yeah. Do you get do you get much um, uh, fan mail asking about like where I'm going with it? I'll get people, especially about my Aaron's Erotic Adventure series, who will write and ask questions about how do you get involved in this? How do you do that? Um, how do you get into the naturist lifestyle? Do you get a lot of that? Um, I I don't. I get. The fan mail I get usually, you know, people again. I don't get a lot, but uh, usually it's just people saying they enjoy my writing, and it's mm -hmm. usually it's like, can you write a story where this, this, and this happens? <laughs> you know, uh, and I, it's like, you know, that sounds like you've thought a lot about it, and why don't you write that story? Um, because I've got enough ideas in my head <laughs> that I don't yeah. need more. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't because I don't make a point to hey everyone it's kyle and lily with an important message to all of our listeners if you've been listening to us for a long time or reading kyle's books we hope you have heard the message we stress it's the importance of communication and a sex positive lifestyle one of the key components of that lifestyle is consent remember no means no. Hi, everyone. We will get right back to the interview in just a minute. People always ask us how much of our books are based in real life. Well, before I answer that, I wanted to tell you about a very exciting book Kyle and I wrote together called My Bound Valentine. In it, Kyle and I go on a wild adventure exploring a bondage fantasy with several friends. I think the story is incredibly hot and a fun read. Plus, that's me on the front cover. And I also read the audiobook. Bonus! So, what's the answer to the question? Well, we always tell people it's up to them to decide how much is real and how much is embellished. My Bound Valentine is available on Amazon, free with Kindle Unlimited, 
and you can pick up the Audible version. That I that I'm in this lifestyle because I'm 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 not. I know a lot of authors are, and I know you you kind of make it a point that you know uh, you're naturist mm-hmm. and you've been in that style the lifestyle. So you, I mean, that's probably why you get more um, kind of inquiries into that. Um, I, I I have not yet I uh, had anybody. Uh, I, I know I think I've been asked before by some writers if I've you know if I'm in that lifestyle, but, uh, but no, I, I haven't. Yeah. Well, and I tell people that, uh, bring it up, um, in some of the group chats that you don't have to be in the lifestyle to be able to write about it. And you don't have, I mean, it's like anything, uh, Stephen King probably has not killed many people or, found, <laughs> yes. you know, done, done stuff like that. And if you enjoy science fiction, most of your sci-fi writers, probably have not traveled outside of the solar system, but, um, but you can write about it. And if you've got, I I love reading and talking to writers who are not in the lifestyle because they tend to have done a lot of research on what is interesting to people about it. Yeah. I think the, 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 right. Well, I think anybody who writes this kind of erotica, I would imagine enjoys it. So that's, I mean, I'm writing, uh, I'm writing out of uh, kind of uh, love for the genre, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of res- you know a lot of respect for people who are in the lifestyle because you know I I enjoy reading about it, and so that's you know I I tip my hat <laughs> uh, and 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 the, and to be able to come out and to write about it and to be honest about it is is great. Well, I think um, I, I I appreciate, uh, I, I will just say I appreciate that. Um, I was going to say, too, that one of the reasons why Lily and I started the podcast was to help promote a sex-positive and sex-healthy lifestyle and um, explain to people that, well, well, like you're doing with your books, it's okay to fantasize. It's okay to read about this stuff or watch porn. It's perfectly okay to do that. That's part of human nature. Um, I find denying it is less healthy than actually doing it in a safe and careful manner. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and one of the things that I've, it's kind of pisses me off, um, to no extent is some of like, I've been hearing people who like are on Substack or medium who they write, they write erotica and because payment services don't like adult content, they will not process payments for people. Right. Like I know there's this, there's this thing on Substack recently where there are actual Nazis on Substack, you know, talking about white supremacy and they are not being, they are, they are allowed to make money on based on that. Yeah. Um, but if somebody talks about sex in a in a sex positive, arousing manner, they they can't do that, and they're they 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 won't get paid for that. So that that seems that is I find that very 
sad. I mean, it's beyond sad. Um, it, it enrages me actually um, that that that's kind of where we are now. That that um, hosting Nazis is good is mm-hmm. proper, but you know, erotica is not. It it's it, to me it's a, it's a scary indication of where I, I feel like our society and and I'll I'll include Western Europe in this, but I feel like our society is hanging on a knife's edge of tolerance and intolerance, and um, you know I, I I hear stuff like that. I've seen it. Um, we've experienced. Lily and I actually got kicked off of. Um, YouTube, we we do video reviews for ASN Lifestyle Magazine, uh-huh. and um, we were very careful doing things like that on YouTube to not show too much and to, or any or really to um, talk about anything in a graphic manner. Uh, we didn't at all, but um, we got one strike. This is going two years ago now. We got one strike um, where they said our we had published something that was overtly and overly sexual. They wouldn't tell us what it was. Um, we had no idea. And I, I requested that. And then two days later we were kicked off of YouTube and, uh, have appealed that. But, um, but you know, we, we go to YouTube for other, on other accounts and see stuff. And I'm just amazed at the things that are allowed on, youtube and on other social media that is full of like you were saying the nazis but full of hatred and bigotry and and just hatred whereas you know a woman who may want who may show her nipple in a picture um is castigated and you know vilified and it's just it's disturbing to me that something that is a natural part and and positive part of who we are as as a as people is made to be so ugly and made out to be disgusting i i think um i mean it goes back to it's it's men trying to control uh women's sexuality women's bodies basically controlling women that's it's it's not about that you know that sex is dirty so much as that a woman shouldn't be allowed to enjoy it you know uh it, that's what it basically comes down to yeah uh, and i i i would take it a step further if she does enjoy it then there's something wrong with her absolutely but i mean yeah the the, the word yeah i mean there's <laughs> Going back many generations, you know, uh, just, you know, there was a belief that women didn't have organisms. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it's always been about controlling women. And that's why I think it's important, especially that you do what you're doing, but that more, more, you know, more people talk about it. Um, just talk about sex in general and that and the enjoyment of sex. And there's, there's nothing wrong with enjoying sex. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's, um, so since we got on the subject, I, I, I have to go to a, um, there's a story out of Florida about two people who are very high place political figures and 
I, I don't want to get into names or jobs or all of that kind of stuff, but they are very far, hard right conservatives and have actually come out against the LGBTQ community and I'll just leave it hard right conservatives, but they've been caught up in a sex scandal where the, the husband, you're talking about. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's the, not the, the hypocrisy. Yes. That's what I, it's the hypocrisy of it. And in, in some sense, and, and please people who are listening, don't hate me for saying this in some sense, I feel terribly sorry for them as a couple that they they had these needs and desires to bring somebody else into the relationship, but they had to go to such crazy extremes to do it. Um, I, I say that, I but the, at the same time, I'm disgusted by the hypocrisy of the other everything that they've set out and done. Absolutely. I mean the the um, I mean the thing with that specific couple was i mean the the guy was i mean the guy s assaulted the other woman mm -hmm. uh, he he you know it was it was more complicated than just they were in a i think the polycule i mean it was it was right. a polyamorous uh, uh relationship it's like yes they were anti-lgbtq but you know she was having sex with another woman and enjoying it so yeah by her by her own admission and it had been Absolutely. going on for a while and then i don't know the details of um his the the final but but like you were saying i had read several stories where he she is accusing him um of basic of sexual assault so yeah which which is another aspect of all of this that just because you are in the lifestyle doesn't mean you are okay with having sex with anybody who walks around. Um, there, there is still that there is that element of consent that n must always be there for man or a woman over their own bodies. I, I get. I mean, I, I, I read about about you know it's usually men who like and Christian men who say that you know that uh a man cannot rape his wife yeah because it's you know and that that i i can't understand why a woman wouldn't marry a man like that <laughs> um a lot of time i mean there's so many things i can't imagine that women falling into that the christian lifestyle of of submission uh i mean and and not not submission in a sexy way <laughs> yeah it's uh well <laughs> not yeah I, I was, I was, and maybe I was going to be too flip with this, but I was going to say, maybe we're talking about a different form of BDSM where she is being a sub and he's being a dom and they're just couching it in religious terms. That, that could be, but I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. believe it myself. So <laughs> I, I, I have to explain it somehow because, and a lot of it is just how, how, how some you know girls are i mean they're groomed into it mm -hmm. you know it's like if you're you know just reading about I, I mean we're getting into deep subjects here like um but i just read about um the the speaker of the house who's who was who had a purity ceremony with his daughter 
Uh, you know, it's this, again, it's, you know, it's husband, it's, it's fathers owning their daughters. Uh, yeah. Until, until they, and they say sex before marriage is bad because then, you know, it's the father giving the, the woman, the, the daughter over to another man. It's, it's not about what the woman wants. It's, it's all about, you it's know, pro- men it's, controlling. It's property then. And it's just, it's when you, when you really look at, at it, you know, we're, we are getting into a deep subject and, but I, an important one, I think it is disturbing if you really take it apart and look at it, that it's, it's dehumanizing the woman and trying to make it seem like it's for her, but, but it's not. I mean, when you break it down to its fundamental parts, it's about ownership and control of that woman and her body. Absolutely. And I mean, and that's, I mean, getting back into, you know, the erotica that I like is, is the woman enjoying herself right? and, and being in con- the woman being in control and the woman being in control enough to give up control um, to, again, that goes back to the free use. It's, mm-hmm. it's, submitting it's consensual submission i guess it's it's um i want to do this in a you know in a playful way you know it's not um yeah it's just i mean it's it's just in your in your outlook and and uh you know there's nothing that you don't have to bring you know a religion into it right right it's yeah um it, it's everybody finding enjoyment. And I, I was keying in on something you said about the, the, the consent part that, you know, it, it with free use, it could be you give consent and then you have three weeks or more of, of, of sex where you are, you've given up control, but you have willingly given it up consensually yourself. Yeah, I've got a a series on uh, on Medium that I'm that I started um, of a couple who uh, they're planning on starting a family. They're kind of a, they have a, they're a hot wife couple, um, and and so before they decide to to start a family, they're going to go a month of of basically free use with with one of their friends. And mm-hmm. the friend can show up anytime, anywhere and demand sex. I mean, yes, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fantasy. Um, and she has to submit and she's consented to this. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. And um, I think I've written four episodes. I probably got a going to probably going to do two or three more and then package it all into a, into a book. Uh, eventually yeah it sounds well it sounds like a good i i i would love it and um we can promote the heck out of it on here when you get that ready to go i'd appreciate it yeah um yeah i was going to say speaking of which we've talked in general about books but do you have anything out right now that uh, you want to let the listeners know about i do have uh, a book that is on pre-order i think it's i think it's going to release 
either Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. Okay. Um, I'm looking it up here real quick. <laughs> this this episode um, probably aired during in the in January, so we may oh, not so get it's that, out. We can get we can get uh, sales going a week or two later. Yeah, it's a what. It's wives taking charge. It's mm-hmm. my four. It's my fourth book of of short stories uh, that originally were in medium, um, but it's like I said, it's about. I mean, it is basically uh, four wives who who kind of take charge of their sexuality and kind of lead their husbands into the enjoyment of you know realizing how much they enjoy watching their wives with other men. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I can't speak highly enough of that practice. So. Um, I mean, no matter, I mean, yes, no matter if you're, no matter if you're in the lifestyle or not, a guy should be okay with his wife enjoying herself. (laughs) I mean, in, yeah, uh, I mean, not, not necessarily, you know, not everybody is into, sharing but or you know open to to multiple partners but you know you know pleasing your wife should be a number one thing on a man's mind or a husband's mind i i can i can think of a couple of women who would agree with that um emphatically lily right right off the bat i mean one of her big things we've talked to women on the show before who um have not had an orgasm with their spouse and she's like oh my god why not um what what are you doing and um that it's funny uh, one couple i'm thinking of is right it, now is it because of the is it because of a lack of of on the man's part or i mean some i mean or well, do they i mean i don't know i mean it's it's a i would say in one case, it was a lack of her understanding of her own body because of the way she was brought up that, um, you know, never to touch herself. And, oh, my gosh, if you even come close to masturbating, you're going straight to hell. Oh, and, yeah. And so finding pleasure with her husband. And and I, I would honestly say in both cases, they eventually got to that point. But the one couple we were talking to, it took, I, I want to say it was close to 15 years before the woman actually had an orgasm and the other couple, uh, the woman never had, um, an orgasm with her husband through intercourse. She, she had to finish herself with a toy. Um, he, he was, wouldn't finish her. I mean, um, it, he, he wanted to, and, and they, they were both from what we got, they were both good couples, good together. Um, it's just, uh, they, they, had baggage coming into the the marriage that made or the the relationship that made having sex difficult um which which was sad but it it got lily going i remember uh with the one talking about how important it is for women to discover what made them get off so that they could then explain to their husband and as i'm talking about it the one couple where she has to finish herself um he just struggled with figuring out what she needed as, as a sex partner. Um, I mean, it's sad. I mean, it is sad. And again, you can, you, I think you hit the nail on the head when it's, it's how you're raised. It's, I mean, if, if women are raised 
and men who are raised to think that masturbation is bad, mm-hmm. you, that's just a recipe for disastrous sex life. And, and, you know, that, that hurts a marriage. Um, I mean, even, you know, even a monogamous couple should be able to enjoy sex together. Um, but yeah, if they nobody, should. but if like, if women, if the woman doesn't even know what it's, you know, what an orgasm is, that's, I mean, it's, it's sad. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it is it is sad, it's frustrating, and I know it's something that that frustrates Lily no end. Um and it's funny, we've talked to a lot of uh women authors who write erotica who tell the same story about struggling to find their own sexuality. And it's it's just uh I, I know it beats up Lily because um it's a big part of it. It is a big part of life. It doesn't have to be all of life, but it, getting sexual pleasure is a an important part of who we are as a species. Absolutely, absolutely. But, um, so make sure I get those links to the books, and I'll I'll make sure to get them put out there um, in the podcast description. Um, I I'd be remiss if I don't. I'm sorry, Lily didn't drop in, but. Um, uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out her OnlyFans page, she does have a very sex positive OnlyFans page. So I, uh, I, please... I highly recommend it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So please, please check it out. And um, I, I, and I'm not sure if she said this on there or not, but I'm, I've been her primary photographer for a long time now. So pretty much everything you're seeing on there will be stuff that I've photographed. So it's, makes our life fun it, and interesting it it's very it's very well done very very erotic and tasteful and yes I, and and that's that's her her goal is to be classy and erotic and sensual and um that's kind of what we try to do with our, our writing and and with the podcast so we'll we'll keep heading in that direction but uh Definitely check it out. And Sean, do you have any last words for the listeners before we sign off? Um, I think just, I mean, one thing that I always try to try to emphasize is consent and enjoyment and that kind of, and no matter what you want to do to get to that point, that that's up to you. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to, I want to say, enjoy yourself consensually. <laughs> I, I think that's a great, great point. Great, great way to end it. So I want to thank you for coming on the, the episode again, and let's get you back uh, sooner than we did this time and talk more about books and, and life and, and maybe even political scandals if they involve sex. <laughs> we, we can do that. And again, <laughs> the only hypocrisy is the, I hate having to, I hate the seeing people, you know, people going down because they're human. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why you should let people live their lives. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, so I won't. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thank you very much. It was it was a pleasure talking to you. And you guys do your, you do great work. Um, oh. Again, with the, the sex positive and the, thanks for having me. Well, thank, thanks so much. And we will have you back soon. And everybody have a, a great 
new year. This will be airing after the new year, but um, hopefully your your uh, 2024 is less of a dumpster fire than the last couple of years has been. Hope so too. Speak seductively.